For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio this City. Party, this is Scalzo and Brust, presented by Ooh. Brooklyn Brewery on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Presented by Brooklyn Brewery across ESPN Wisconsin. He is big time Benny Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Cortland Cuevas, Josh Dimaggio running the show. You, the Scalzo and Brust family on a Friday on Twitter at Scalzo and Brust. Calling us, texting us, 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. That, the all-new patented official Scalzo and Brust talking text line and as Ben is known to do, he underdelivers on his promise yesterday, but he still limps to the finish line and gets it done. I don't know if that's uh, completely fair. I didn't limp to the finish line. I mean, I, I jogged through the finish line. It wasn't that bad. All right, hold on. Let me reframe it. As we would expect, Ben Bross cut some corners, <laughs> cheated as he did on the nude hard seltzer mile, and sprinted through the finish line, even though he didn't do what he said he was going to do. You know what? That I, I can't say anything back to that. That is more representative of what happened. The Ben Brost Watermelon Challenge, uh, he committed to this yesterday. Here's how it sounded on Scalzo and Brost. Uh, yeah, so I want to see it because I want to uh, make sure that Ben Brust is not You want to see it, Greg. And his watermelon challenge. I want to see it. Do you think you'll be able to do it? I, I told you I don't think I'll be able to smash the watermelon between my legs. But I will go to, I, I'm going to the grocery store for dinner tonight. And it's already, I already made a note, added it to the already made note of things I need to get at the grocery store to get a full-size watermelon. And I will show you on the TikTok that I, I'll, I'll do a 360 view. I want taps on it so I can hear it too to hear if you, you've, All right, you've say done the something. Watermelon I want like taps. Police. I agree. So last night, I'm refreshing my Twitter feed. I'm refreshing TikTok. I'm looking for the watermelon He's challenge so to take crap. place. Uh, Dalen Partyville is texting us and tweeting at us, like, where is Ben's watermelon challenge? We had both Jonas were trying to text in after hours saying, hey, has this been posted yet? Did we miss it? People downloaded TikTok to see it. And then you fast forward to today. Like, what happened? Oh, I forgot about it. I didn't end up doing it last night. Uh, and then, of course, all day, Joshi DiMaggio, Ben Brost extended out. Hey, I'm going to do this fun challenge for another 12 hours. I must have had four different people come to me to tell me all of the things Ben was asking them to do for the watermelon challenge that should have only comprised of him and Susie filming him last night as we talked through how it would get done. Yes, Josh. At around 3... 10, I want to say, I got a phone call from Ben Bruss, and he's like, hey, I'll be there in six minutes. You ready to film this? And I sat 
it, and, and like I was frozen. Like, what do you mean? I we didn't plan on doing it this way, but sure, I can drop what I'm doing right now to help you out. He brought a teammate, Nicole, to go and pick up the watermelons with him because he couldn't pick out a we watermelon were, we himself. We together. Uh, and then all of a sudden I hear him on the phone with uh, another one of our teammates, uh, Marissa, and he's literally asking her to TikTok a video that he shot on his phone because nobody except for me knows how to use TikTok in this damn company. And so I'm just like, no, you can't do that. You need to film the TikTok video on TikTok, especially if you need to stitch it with another TikTok stitch video. It. But Ben doesn't know, and Ben doesn't actually want to do any of the work himself because he wants everyone else to do it around him, and he just wants to tell everyone he's doing it. So the spotlight is shining very brightly on him while all of the writers and people behind the scenes are puppeteering him so that he literally doesn't have to lift a finger. He wasted everybody's time. And then on the phone with Marissa Joshi, you wouldn't believe what I heard. You would oh, not God. believe what I heard. I, as soon as I heard that Greg was in the background I, I panicked i was like oh you no Greg, terrified i greg's hearing everything i'm saying right now i'm dead do you do you do that a lot where like if greg's there you would not be saying the same thing yeah he's like my dad like he, like growing up like if my dad was around i'm not gonna tell everything to my dad you know why because you know that you're doing things wrong yes. when you're around me that you don't want to <laughs> say just like you would around your dad so he's telling our teammate, oh, hold on, I gotta find a knife so I can cut this open so it'll like, make oh, it crap. easier for me to crush. And I had to scream over Marissa, who's like the nicest, kindest person. Yep. I had to scream over her shoulder to <laughs> yell at him and tell him, no, we're not once again cheating the Scalzo and Bruss family and pretending that you accomplished something that you had no business accomplishing as you did in the nude heart seltzer mile we only discovered you were cheating there because we're friends with the business owners here the building owners here and we got live security footage of you cheating in cutting corners man I, I mean i can't believe i almost got away with that one it took security footage for you guys to catch me this one i just i, I spread myself too wide i got way too many people involved it was bound to get back to greg and here i am but here's the good news at least i completed the challenge it took a lot more help than needed i probably it wasn't worth it the amount of resources that it took to get yeah. this damn video completed was not worth the video that was produced that just went up on Twitter at Scalzo and Brust. It features very unathletic Ben Brust literally falling down <laughs> after being unable to accomplish the uh, watermelon smash. And then, of course, he comes back in after wasting everybody's time all day, including his own. And what does he do, Joshy? Wow, my thighs are chafing. Uh, they Wah. are. It took 10 seconds. It was a 10 second video where he tried to squeeze a watermelon. It's like I was giving birth, though. And, no, it wasn't like you were giving birth at all. It was 10 seconds of you trying to squeeze a watermelon between your thighs. And what happened? You fell down and you came back in like, oh, my thighs are chafing now. After forcing me to watch the video that I just filmed myself about four times so he could tell me I it was funny. I didn't do that, Josh. Yeah, how, yes. How many times did we stand out there and watch the video of you? So here, I have questions. You wanted, was the cheating thing a thing where you were going to be cool because you were like, yeah, AJ I wanted Dillon? to be like AJ Dillon. Or were you going for like a bit? No, I just wanted to admit, like, I just wanted to feel like I could, like, smash the watermelon. I could put myself in the mindset, though, even though there was a slit, I could pretend like that there wasn't. And I'd smash it and I'd feel strong like AJ Dillon on first That's what and she ten. Said. <laughs> and then, 
I, never mind, Greg, you can go on. No, I want to hear it, Joshy. <laughs> Yesterday, yes. when you committed and put it on your list, okay. did you and Susie go to the grocery store? I got a little lazy last night and we did take out. Did it cross your mind at any point that it would be really easy with Susie to film this video last night and put it out like we had promised? Well, not only did it cross my la- my mind last night, it crossed my mind from like noon to 2.30. Also, you live, if I'm correct, you live on the same city block as a grocery store. So it would be you walking out and like to the corner? Probably would minute and a half walk. Okay. Minute and a half walk. No, I'm not even mad, Josh, that like he uh, <laughs> failed to do it because it would have been easier for him. I'm upset because he... like. Like, the whole thing was ruined. We, if you put that out on social last night, then all of a sudden it lives today. It's funny. People are making jokes. It's living in our universe. We're talking about it. There's something to talk about. Now we put this out at, at 4 o'clock on a Friday, and the whole thing like dies. It was dump. a massive waste of time for everybody, from the guy that won't even open the damn picture of Aaron Rodgers and his beanie to see what it looks like, and it made the show work. Greg, have you been... Because we met this morning as a show at 8 a.m. And when we found out he didn't do it last night, have you been stewing on this for now <laughs> almost eight hours? Uh, no, I wasn't stewing on it for eight hours. <laughs> it was more of, uh, it, no. Unfortunately for Greg, it just kept popping up in his day. And he didn't, he and he, he didn't want it. He didn't I'm want literally it looking at him at a fun little adventure in the middle of the work day at a grocery store. Just picking up watermelon. <laughs> no, I wasn't enraged until the end when I heard him trying to cheat while getting Marissa to film it. Because ultimately he hadn't done it to that point. And it really only bothered me because the whole thing is ruined now. Like, we're just made, like, I am just making this entertaining because I'm trying to make this entertaining by calling out Ben being Ben, the scam artist that we know that he is. But ultimately, it would have been better if the Scalzo and Bros family could have gotten their teeth into this all day. And as I pull up Ben Bros calendar, Joshy, oh, Dios mio. Oh, Dios mio. I think Dios mio is my favorite thing Greg goes to. What's, what did he do? Is it wide open? I mean, well, Joshy. I had one that I... Do- Next time, I'm not deleting meetings that get canceled. I- Joshy. Ben Brost was open the entirety of the afternoon. The entirety of the afternoon, he was wide open. So I've got a calendar here, too, that I can pull up. Let me do... Oh, boy. Dios mios. <laughs> <laughs> There's... Three straight hours of nothing. There wasn't. Of, of and absolutely was, nothing. But there wasn't supposed to be, so my plans got changed. So I, I see where you included Nicole in your trip, our teammate Nicole, into your trip to the I, grocery store. She included store. me. So would you have never gone to the grocery store if she didn't go? I... It worked out well that the meeting was close to the grocery store. I, I mean, no. Like the the answer is no. You just like, like again, Joshy, where we live on his priority list is so low that like he he literally did nothing today, and instead of like of doing something for the show, he just did nothing. Your your retort. I feel like I'm I'm I'm, I'm I lost, you know. So I, I, why why talk when you're gonna lose? Like anything I say, I know I, Greg's been spewing on this one for eight hours. Anything I, I haven't been spewing on this for eight hours. <laughs> See, I'm scared. I'm scared to talk.
And once again, as Ben Bross so greatly does, he plays victim. the victim here Gosh. after doing everything <laughs> wrong. Meanie pants is... Greg over here. Again, like, I'm not even, like, what, what do you want me to do with this, Ben? You wanted all day. You told hundreds of people you were doing the watermelon challenge. We had to make something out of it. And the only thing to make out of it, because we couldn't post it until 4 o'clock, is the fact that you didn't do what you said you were going to do. And I'm pretty sure, again, uh, Josh, you, maybe we have the cut of me confirming that it was going to happen last night. Watermelon between his thighs, just as uh, Aaron Rodgers' future star running back, A.J. Dillon, uh, did on TikTok. So Ben is going to do that tonight. Tonight, he made me lie to the Scalzo and Brust family. Now we're fibbers. Now where's the cut where I told you my word means nothing? I don't know if you had that one done yet, but you might want to get that one saved. (laughs) I do actually have that one, but it's going to take me a second. Homer joins us next on Scalzo and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. Wait, wait, I don't want this to turn on to me completely, because Greg did get scammed by the internet, but I did scam Josh DiMaggio today. Yeah, I mean... You scam everybody every day. (laughs) That's why you are unscammable, because you are constantly the scammer. Looking, I am the scammed. I I know where to look. (laughs) If there is a scam, I'll know. And Greg, you just, you believe in people too much, I guess. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. in front of all of the teammates we were with. You know yesterday. my promises aren't worth a crap, Josh. Mark that. <laughs> I need no, that. No, no, don't I mark need that. that. Yes, because you're right. Your promises aren't worth a crap. Once again, we learn that Ben Bruss' word is meaningless. His promises don't mean a thing. This is Scalzo and Bruss, big time Benny, Greg Scalzo, uh, Cortland Cuevas, Josh DiMaggio running the show, and of course you, the Scalzo and Bruss fan. Family on Twitter at Scalzo and Bross calling texting 800 990 3776. That the patent official Scalzo and Bross talking text line. But as we do every Friday, we're excited to be joined by a host of Homer and Tony every day from 2 to 4 on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. He is Homer. Hey, Homer. Um, when are you going to change this show to Dad and the Criminal? Dad and the criminal. What, what? What was the crime? What crime did I commit? You lie. You cheat. I don't. I don't know where. Do you do anything appropriately? I, At I what just, point is lying and cheating a criminal act? It's morally not I, I, great. I, I guess. Yes, I believe it depends on what you lie about. But <laughs> yes, very good point. I believe. I believe Perjury, lying I believe is a crime. You in jail for many years. What? You yeah. said perjury is a crime. Yes, like lying, you can literally be punished for lying. So you're saying if I'm ever on uh, on the on the stand, tell the truth, uh, or plead I the fifth. I don't really know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just. <laughs> when I, I am surprised that anybody is surprised. I, how I guess I'd ask Dad this. You know the standard by which. Uh, the criminal lives. So at what point do you say, yeah, it would be nice to think he would do this, but 
we pretty much know the way it's going to work out. Greg's got me I'll, in a reform I'll, program. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you I, Homer, because is you know I, I, I certainly uh, can display my passion sometimes. Some people might call it rage. Some people might call it anger. But I think even Ben would agree that generally I'm a very positive and optimistic person. Like I always do believe in people. I always believe that things it's are going to work out well. And, uh, and then I am disappointed every time, and that is the same with Ben Bruss. But I continue to think if I can move, al- move him along inch by inch, Homer, one day I will get him to a point uh, where he lives up to what he says he is going to live up to. I got it. You're one of those I can make people better. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, good luck. Yeah, Ron. 100%. How's that working? How's that working? Let me just get an update. Check the resume on Ben Bruss. How's that thing working? Not great, not great. But I, okay. maybe I just have to change my approach, Homer. You know, maybe, oh, maybe yes. it's about me. Yes, it's on you and your approach, man. See, and then, but when he says that to me out loud, I'm like, this is this is this is what happened in my college experience. Like I I did all these things that ultimately ended up passing, Greg by. By by doing what he just did right there is admitting that I, like I'm gonna get away with it and he's gonna keep trying to make me better. So you should have told me that, Greg. <laughs> you keep digging and digging yourself a deeper hole. It's remarkable. <laughs> I look forward to forms of punishment. That's what I look forward to. You Jeez, know, uh, Shaka Smart and of course Marquette. Very very feeling very good fans and they not only have a better coach but a smarter coach. Um, uh, Shaka Smart said that uh, he took from a football coach that the greatest form of love is discipline. How about that? Wow. Greg, don't listen to Homer yeah. right now. I don't, I, don't, I don't like his I, advice right now. Is, I is said he start, I was going to have to change my approach. Are you going to so. start spanking me on the air? Like, what the hell? I did make you do push-ups yesterday during show prep. <laughs> you actually did. You told me. Get down. You yelled at me. You looked at me dead ass in the eye. And, Get down and give me 20 right now. <laughs> and uh, he's, the, he's the dad, Homer, so I did the 20. And so here's the thing. I got a question for you, Homer, because you tweeted two hours ago, at ESPN Homer, you can find him. He's a wonderful follow. He's going to say something, everything uh, completely insane every day. Uh, and this is one of them. <laughs> if you listen... In, in Hold your... on. Wait a minute. Is that a compliment? <laughs> I would like uh, intelligent, entertaining. What, you basically say that I'm, that I'm crazy? That's entertaining to me, yes. I think it all goes hand in hand. Okay. Yes. Right. You had quote save tweeted. The compl- save the compliment the next time. Go ahead. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I'm going to save it for Greg. Uh, coming up on the Friday edition of Homer and Tony, you had quote tweeted that, and you said, if you listen, you will have the Friday of your life. This show is better than sex. That should be our slogan. Are you on a little bit of a drought right now? Because I can tell you yesterday it was a good night, and it was better than your show. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, I, I, I really don't know how to respond to that. Uh, <laughs> I, um, Richard, what you were trying to tell me is from 2 to 4 is going to be better than what I had from, you know, 830 to 832. All right, well, there's, there's one requirement that you clearly have not fulfilled. What's that? You didn't listen to the show and see if it was. <laughs> you just assumed it was not. No, I, I mean, I, I caught a piece of the show, but I also caught a piece of, of last yeah, night. Okay. And, yes. And, so uh, you would say in your particular case that was not accurate. Yeah, I mean, right. again, All but right. I, I like the effort from the tweet. You, I mean, you had me hooked. 
Yeah, yeah, you hooked me. Hook, line, and sinker into two to four on, on Homer and Tony. I've always thought that that is, uh, that is a great compliment or comparison to make. For example, years ago, I said there were three things in my life that were better than advertised. Uh, one was Hawaii, two was Michael Jordan, and three was sex. Um, and now it's your show. And, uh, just, I thought today, and it was even better than I thought. And if you'd listen to the whole, because there was a historic portion of the show that I believe Tony Smith got as mad as he has ever been in his whole life. And if you missed any of it, you can catch Homer and Tony on wherever you get your podcast. Hold on, he was yelling, he was yelling at me. I can't let this go any longer, Homer. Uh, first off, Ben Bross, congrats on the sex last night. Thank I know you. that you're in a much better mood today than you were yesterday. Heck yeah. Uh, two. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, congrats on the sex. Wow. <laughs> you never heard I, that one, Homer? No, I never have. <laughs> never in my life. <laughs> And two, Homer, I won't let him continue to lie to you because he did not listen to your show all the way from two to four. He has no idea what what Tony yelled at you about. He was out there doing the watermelon challenge he was supposed to do last night while your show was going on. So every step of what he's saying to you is a blatant lie. I just can't let that live out there anymore. The criminal. First of all, Dad, it was not necessary. I now assume, because I listened to your show, everything he says is a lie. (laughs) Everything? Everything. And other than how good a basketball player you are, because I watched it. But, but yes, I assume everything is a lie until proven otherwise. (laughs) So, Homer, for those that may have missed it, including Ben Brust, why was Tony Smith yelling at you? Because me and Ben have gotten angry at each other on this show before. What was it that you did or you said that got Tony to a point where he was madder at you than you'd ever seen him? Because he complained that I didn't listen well and that he was trying to explain something and uh, because I don't let him, didn't let him finish and then I interrupted again. <laughs> you, you really have to listen to it. Um, what was the word that he called you that was funny? Did he, it, did he have the, the one-liner? No, it wasn't the word. It was the tone. I've never experienced anything close to that with him it sounds like uh, and it sounds like and, he's and, been listening to greg yell at me maybe and took a page out of greg's ben, book you're no, not listening I, to homer right now as he's telling you that he's not a good <laughs> listener all right and and the worst part was i said do i sound like that and they go and they go Kind of. And I want, I, I, I got to stop yelling. I, this is, so just listen to it. But, um, yes, his, his complaint, I don't think it was legitimate, but it doesn't matter. It, um, I'm sure he loves to hear that. Yeah. Taking, uh, taking accountability. It's really, really great. Well, I just want, all I'm going to remember on, about this time is that, Congratulations on your sex. <laughs> that, like I have that. That's exactly how it was stated, right? So, so Homer, when I don't somebody listen well, and the beginning of it may have it, were those the exact words? No, yeah, I mean okay. spot on. It, it's kind of a like a, well, a joke that the kids you, say. You don't listen either, Dad. Yeah, were yeah. those the exact words? 
<laughs> Congrats on the sex. Yes, those were the okay, exact words. We How All the right. hell are we even to have a conversation moving forward, Homer? If you don't even, if you just don't believe anything I say, how do I earn your trust back? That's all I want. I, first of all, don't think it's that important to you. But two, because I'm not sure I believe that, uh, I think over time uh, that it, it can be uh, with appropriate amount of punishment uh, and love, of course, because discipline is the greatest form of love. I, I have, uh, I, I'm probably as positive as dad. So I think, I think it, can get, it can get better. <laughs> 414 texts in, Homer. He's comparing you to Larry David. Have you ever, the creator of Seinfeld and star of Curb Your Enthusiasm, have you ever heard that comparison before? I have many times. In fact, our boss gave me uh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, 10 seasons of it. And I understand completely. My analysis would be that uh, the greatness of uh, Seinfeld is more Larry David than it is Seinfeld himself. And two, uh, I think it's a great comparison. Other than that, I don't have the willingness to just make people feel uncomfortable as he does. Like I go, I can't go that far. And that's, but, but, um, yes, I have, I think we're, we have a similar level of attractiveness too. So that may be a part of it. We have no problem going that far, Homer. Let me tell you. Do do you want the origins of congrats on the sex? No, I have no interest in whatsoever. Well, I'm going to tell you now because you have no interest because no. I want to make you uncomfortable because you don't want to go that far. No, I'm going to hang up. Well, I'm going to at least get I you to hang guest. up. You so, can't ask someone to come on the show and then force them to do certain things. So, Homer, what? <laughs> Homer and Tony, weekdays 2 to 4 on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. He hung up, Joshy. Oh, yeah. No, he really he, he's did. long gone. Well, Ben, you you promised something, might as well deliver. Yeah, I mean, for once, i got to keep my word. So I think the origins of congrats on the sex would be is if you see a friend that has a wife that is pregnant, you'd be like, hey, congrats on the sex, because then you know that they had some sex. (laughs) Like, my brother makes the horrible dad joke. He has six (laughs) kids, and be like, oh, I only had sex five times. Congrats on the sex. You good? Josh is uncomfortable. 800-990-3776. 800-990-3776. Big thanks to Homer for joining us here. If you missed any of it, Ben Bruss making it awkward with Homer. Uh, neither of them listening to each other. You can listen back to the Scalzo and Bruss podcast wherever you get your podcast. Craig Karma is in, CEO of Good Karma Brands, host of Sunday Karma. He appeared earlier this morning on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy and said that the Packers were not trying to win in 2020. I love you, Craig, but you couldn't be more wrong. I'll tell you why next. That's Galso and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. I don't want the video to start with you just with the watermelon between your legs. There's going to be a lot of action at your place tonight, huh? Stuff um, squirting that- everywhere. Heck yeah. Probably the most action you get in months, huh? Juices are flying. Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin On Demand. It is Friday on ESPN Wisconsin. Scalzo and Brust here, presented by Brooklyn Brewery. Big time Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Cortland Cuevas, Josh DiMaggio. 
You, the Scalzo and Russ family on Twitter, at Scalzo and Russ, calling us, texting us, 800-990-3776. On the text line, J.D. from Fondy chimes in, says, Benny needs to work on his endurance. Two minutes. So sad. I mean, it, it was a lot, like, there was a little bit, little bit of, a, of a time in between seeing Susie for a while. Like, you know, two minutes isn't the average, but it just happened to happen. I don't know what to do with that. So, so I just am- asked and answered. You can move on. Okay. We're happy with two minutes. Good to know. Uh, I mean, jo- after not seeing her for a long time, yes. Uh, okay. Jonah Cedarberg says, uh, the things that come out of Ben's mouth never cease to amaze me. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> You're welcome, Jonah. Hillsy chimes in, says, Rage Scalzo is becoming my favorite part of the show. Whaler54 says, would you people please check Greg's blood pressure? This for the first segment of the show, in case you missed it. Ben, scamming, lying, cheating, like, no surprise to anybody except for myself, which is my own fault. You can check it out on the Scalzo and Brust podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Homer called me a criminal. I mean, that, that, was, that hurt a little bit. I mean, I'm not a criminal. I mean... I'm a scam artist, but that doesn't mean I'm a criminal. So what? why do you think a criminal's worse than somebody being just morally bereft? Define bereft. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't a- answer the question without knowing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that it means based on context? Morally first? crappy. Sure, more like it doesn't exist. Like, it's not even there. No, it's not I even mean, bad. There's some morals. there. Without morals. Like, no. Like, I, like, no. I mean, there's some there. They just... They don't show up very often. Like, I would argue that there are people who are technically criminals who have stronger <laughs> morals than you do and are honest and don't lie, and maybe something in their life led them to a tough path, and they, they ended up being, you know, participating in criminal activity, um, but they probably did it with more integrity than maybe you than you would. I've got a question that kind of builds off of this. Okay. Greg... When did Ben start lying to us so much? Has this been a thing that's been going on for a long time and we didn't recognize it? Or is this a newfound love of Ben's where he just likes to to tell fibs and kind of stretch the truth? And Josh, Josh. I mean, you don't even need Greg <laughs> to answer this question. You're a lifelong liar? I was the youngest of four. I was scamming from the beginning. I mean, like from, from the time that my older siblings had to drink milk at dinner. And then by the time I got to their age, I was drinking soda. You know, he scammed his babysitter into putting Vaseline on his butthole when he was ten I didn't, years old. I didn't scam her. I the way you said that, I, didn't, I I had issues. I wiped too much. There was something going on there, so she needed to apply it. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Hillsy, the official unofficial nickname giver of Scouts on Bros, asked Ben, "How does Susie feel about being show content?" Uh, she does her best to. Listen and then turn it off as soon as she hears her name. So she doesn't know. When she hears her name, she's so scared. She just immediately turns it off. She doesn't want to know. I, I know she's not listening right now, so I feel very confident with what I'm saying. Is that why you talked about only, only going for two minutes? I mean, no. I mean, I would have shared that with you guys regardless. 
All right. I want to get to Aaron Rodgers here, host of Sunday <laughs> Karma, Craig Carvinson, which you can hear Ben Bruss co-hosting Sunday Karma. Big spot for Benny this weekend. Uh, Sunday, 10 to noon, uh, across ESPN Wisconsin with the big man, Craig Carmazin. Um, but he appeared on uh, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, mornings 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee this morning. And he talked about how he is of the belief that the Packers were not trying to win in 2020. You know, I, there's never been a team who's been in an NFC or AFC championship game who showed less urgency and less interest in trying to improve their team for the following season. So I think it was pretty clear that they were looking at the future. And it's pretty rare when you get to an NFC championship that you're planning for the future and not the present. That Craig Carmazin from Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I'll just start that that's wrong. Uh, the New England Patriots are the model organization in the NFL. They spent many uh, off-seasons after AFC Championship games losing veterans, not signing free agents, not drafting for the present. In fact, I would argue that the best teams in the league often are not trying to draft for that year. If you're trying to draft a class that makes an immediate impact, you're chasing the dragon that you will never catch. Uh, and I think that is where that is a disingenuous conversation is the idea that if they just drafted one or two guys and if this was different or that was different, then all of the sudden that team would have gotten over the hump. Uh, I would also argue that Goody was right. Like he ultimately was right in the sense that this was a much better team in 2020 than they were in 2019 because players improved, they got better, and the players that they drafted years ago to develop in year two and in year three, did develop in year two and in year three, and that that system actually proves that the Packers are doing things the right way as opposed to trying to go all in and hope that the guy that they draft stayed healthy all season and made an immediate impact in the 2020 season. And to your point, Greg, it's almost an impossible task for that said position. Last year it was a wide receiver, and you know any time you, you needed to stop the run after the 2019 NFC Championship game. If you if you draft that guy, it's almost an impossible and tough spot for that player to be in because if you don't become a superstar overnight, then you're a bust and then you're this and then you're that. It's almost like the organizations that are built for the future have such a good foundation in what they're drafting and what they're doing that they know that over time it's just going to work. Even if they don't draft a guy for that position, they're going to sign somebody or bring somebody in and because their system works so well, it's going to be plug and play and they're going to get back. And that's kind of what you were saying, how they got back to the 2020 NFC Championship game and they were better than 2019. So why would you look back to 2019 and say, hey, we should have got that one wide receiver that would have took us over the edge? Well, you know what? To me, it wasn't a lack of a wide receiver that didn't take them over the edge against the Buccaneers. It was just happenstance that Aaron Rodgers and that offensive line got a little beat up. And the Buccaneers took advantage of that in that NFC Championship game. It wasn't because they didn't have a wide receiver. I couldn't agree more. They're the number one offense in the league. The offense was clicking all season long. They were brilliant. Uh, they had issues in the third quarter during the regular season. Uh, they obviously had issues at the end of the half in the NFC Championship game, but it's such revisionist history to go back now and be like, wow, they didn't go out. They didn't do more in the offseason to get better. They did get better, and they did it their way, which has proven to be, uh, which was proven to be very successful and has been successful throughout the entire 
entirety, um, or I shouldn't say the entirety, but throughout the last 30 years, like the, the Packers have been a really good organization. Um, and again, I just think it's so disingenuous to continue to point and be like, well, these guys, they weren't trying to win this year. That is how you build a legacy in Green Bay. That is how you get a street sign in Green Bay. That is how you go into the Packers Hall of Fame. And for a guy in Brian Gutekunst, who spent his career, who spent much of his adult life grinding tape in sad little rooms up there at 1265 Lombardi Avenue and looking at Division Three players and uh, 1AA guys because he was around when 1AA existed and had to work his way up through blood, sweat, and tears to get to where he's at. The idea that he wasn't trying to win a Super Bowl in 2020 is blasphemous. And I think it is wrong, and I get that maybe some players... Not let's be honest, one player in Green Bay feels that way, but that is because Aaron Rodgers is the perpetual victim. He is always the perpetual victim that everyone else hasn't done enough around me, so my failures are the fault of everybody else because I refuse to accept accountability, and we have a bunch of people, including Craig Carmison, trying to bail him out for that and continue to bail him out for that, and uh, and and it's... it's it's just annoying at this point. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. We'll listen to more of what Craig had to say. I'm Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. And I'll tell you why I think it's ridiculous to say that that draft class um, is the reason that Aaron Rodgers is now leaving Green Bay, or at least wants to leave Green Bay is the better way to say that. That's next on Scalzo and Bross. You're listening to Scalzo and Bross. You did also talk about your babysitter applying Vaseline to your... I was a child. I was a isn't child. That, isn't that like a thing for like babies though? I never grew out of it. Like, isn't that because you're wearing diapers? Yeah, I mean, do you apply certain things to your so, baby to make sure they don't get like diaper why rash? Why were you doing it as an eight-year-old? Because I used too much toilet paper. You still do it. I guarantee you. You don't. You don't know how to wipe. Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin On Demand. ESPN Wisconsin. We are presented by Brooklyn Brewery. He is big time Benny Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Corlin Cuevas, Joshi DiMaggio running the show. It is Friday. Joshi's got his jams going. Get us on Twitter at Scalzo and Brust. Call us, text us 800-990-3776. Get 800-990-3776. Eric from Madison chimes in, says, I agree with you, Greg, and I'm not advocating for drafting of a wide receiver, but it sure would have been nice to have someone other than EQ to catch that two-point conversion. I get it. EQ was not their second wide receiver. He was not their third wide receiver, and he wouldn't have been their fourth wide receiver had Devin Funches not opted out. Because remember, they did go out. You might not have liked the free agent wide receiver that the, the, the Packers ended up signing, but they did sign Devin Funches to be a part of that wide receiving core. So you have Devontae Adams. You have Alan Lezard Lazar. You have the best one of the best deep threats in football in MBS. Then you would have had a Devin Funches. Plus you have Aaron Jones. You have Jamal Williams. Two backs that can catch out of the backfield. You have a tight end who caught over 10 touchdown passes in Bobby Tunyon. Like, I mean, at, at what point? Does, like, do you catch that too, Josh? Every time he does it on purpose. Do you do but it he on does purpose? It while giving a very serious, like a very serious take, and then all of a sudden, next thing you hear, Bubby. Dunn. B- Bubby. <laughs> 
if he wants to go from Bobby Tanyan to <laughs> Bobby Tanyan, like if he wants to make his O's use, I'm going to make his O's use, baby. <laughs> so that, okay. You know what? There it is. I understand why you go with Bubby now. 800-990-3776. Of course, this driving from uh, this, th- there's, you know what? And I actually have to go to J-Ho in Janesville here. Uh, 800-990-3776. J-Ho says, it's funny. I could pick any day in February or March where you both were arguing the Packers needed to go all in. J-Ho no, you couldn't. Go to because Wisconsin on demand. Cons- I could be. I have been as consistent as anybody in telling you that from 2019 to 2020, this team was going to get better because they had a lot of young stars waiting in the wings, including Jair Alexander, including uh, Rashawn Gary. Uh, was your pick to click? That actually did start clicking. Rashawn Gary, I mean, you look up and down that roster, Elton Jenkins stepping into his own, continuing to do so on the offensive line. They had the talent, and they delivered with the talent, and then they went out, and despite the fact that Craig Carmes and on Jen Gabe and Chewy went out and said that there were people in the building that didn't try to win, right? He said there were people in the building trying to lose. Here's what Craig Carmes had to say on Jen Gabe and Chewy. Were there people in the building who were trying to lose in 2020? Because there's a huge gulf between planning for the future and trying to lose. Well, so is, is if you're not, if you could have drafted players that could have won more games in that season, then I'm not saying they were trying to lose, but they weren't trying to maximize their ability to win. Because clearly, drafting a third-string quarterback, a third-string running back, a third-string tight end, and then trading your fourth-round pick isn't trying to maximize your wins in 2020. So I'm not saying they were trying to lose, and I don't know the people in the building were saying they were trying to lose. They just were believing that, hey, they're clearly not trying to maximize the ability to win. And again, I call that crap because back before uh, the 2019 season, what did this front office do? After Aaron Rodgers, perhaps his worst year in 2018, when he was healthy the entire season, he ended up getting his coach fired in Mike McCarthy. What did the Packers do? Did they go out and invest in the future or did they hit the free agent market hard, pick up the Smith brothers, pick up Adrian Amos, pick up Billy Pancake Turner and roll? And then the offseason comes that next year. You don't have the money to go into the free agent market the way that they did the year before because they had already spent it. And then you went out, and I get the Jordan Love pick, right? That's all this comes down to is you get the, it's all about the Jordan Love pick. But then he goes on to talk about A.J. Dillon as a third-string running back. A.J. Dillon contributed to wins this season, and it is in a system in Matt LaFleur where the running back is exceedingly important. Then they went in the third round, and they drafted Josiah the Messiah DeGuara, who is getting legitimate playing time early in the first couple weeks of the season before he had a season-ending injury. So, Craig, if the Packers went and invested in offensive linemen, say Isaiah Wilson, who went to the Titans and then flamed out and is not in football anymore, would you be like, well, at least they tried? At least they went and got somebody on the offensive line that could have helped immediately. No, because draft picks aren't guaranteed, and they are not meant to make an impact in their first year, in their rookie year. So again, it's disingenuous to point to that and be like, well, you know, these players weren't for now. They were for the future. They're for both. And guess what, Benny? And, and I know that I'm rolling here. Rage, guess what? Greg. Rage, Greg. Rage, All we've Greg. Heard about, Rage, Greg. 
He just wanted to hear his voice heard there, didn't he, Josh? I was trying to yeah. pump you up. No, I like this. No, no, that was 100%. This is the thing that even bothers me the most. The thing that bothers me the most. Say it on the air, Benny. Say it on the I air. I was telling Josh, be on my side one damn time. I've been on your side a lot more recently than I've ever been. This is the like thing that bothers fighting. me the most is all I hear from uh, from Mark Tauscher, from Jason Wilde, is it has nothing to do with the players around him not being good enough. It has nothing to do with his teammates. It's all about Goody and his dislike for Goody. Well, Craig Carmison's telling me, no, that's not true. Aaron Rodgers just doesn't think that his team is good enough. Which one is it? He can't constantly have his cake and eat it too. He can't constantly win every angle and have every excuse made for him that he couldn't win and he's angry because of this and he's angry because of that. What is bothering you, Aaron Rodgers? Now he's trying to get on my good side. I was just hey, trying to pump you up. Up. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate the support. That felt good to get out. Uh, let's go to Kyle from Pewaukee. Kyle, welcome to Scalzo and Bros. Hi, guys. Great rants, Greg. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> uh, I, I think Goody just has the, uh, the solution presented right in front of himself here. Rumors today, Julio Jones is being shopped. You go and get Julio Jones, you tell Rodgers, you re-sign so that we can afford him, and we got it all taken care of in one fell swoop. Everything gets swept under the rug. This isn't even a story in two months. Look, solved. Problem solved. Thank Thanks you for the there call. There it is. Kyle from Pewaukee just solved it. Not actually dream scenario. I love that. You get Julio Jones. You re-sign Aaron Rodgers to a large extension. That gets Devontae Adams to re-sign and restructure, and that creates the space for Julio Jones' cap money. Boom, bang, bop, bada, bop, boop, pow. 2021 Super Bowl champions. This is exactly why Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be the GM, because the idea of moving capital for a wide receiver in Julio Jones, who's over 30 years old, who is massively expensive, and who you would need to give money to before you ended up investing more in Devontae Adams, would be a recipe for disaster. The idea of trading resources for an aging wide receiver is awful. It's awful. It's not the problem. Now, if it's the only way you get Aaron Rodgers back, I guess you could convince me of it. But you have to admit, it's a terrible personnel move. It's a fun fantasy football, you know, uh, Madden move, though. Are you kidding me? Those two on the outside? Are you kidding me? Bubby, Tun- Bubby Tunyon in the tight end spot? Josiah DeGuara back? Don't just say, yeah, Josiah. They're going to own the middle of the field this year. Uh, it- and two on the outside with Julio Jones and Devontae Adams. It'd be amazing. What if we trade Aaron Rodgers for Julio Jones and give Jordan Love some weapons on the outside? Bubby Tunyon and Josiah Are in the you middle? heel-turning again for crying out loud? I'm just, I'm an ideas man. That's all I'm doing I here. want nothing to do with an aging Julio Jones. I want nothing to do with an aging Julio Jones. If you can get Get him on a cheap contract, great. You don't move any resources for an aging wide receiver. And 608 chimes in and says, just as ridiculous as saying Bubby is stating that MVS is one of the best deep, deep threats, threats in the NFL. You know, I let that one slide, but Hold here's on. the thing. He is a ben deep Bru- threat. Ben Brust, which wide receiver had the largest receiving or average per reception in the NFL in 2020? Around 26.5 yards per catch. It was our guy, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I don't think it was 26 yards per catch. I believe it was 20. 20.9. The highest mark since 2014. The highest mark since 2014. Well, in 2021, it's going to be 26.9 or something like that. Six away. You might think that I'm wrong, (laughs) but I'm right.
Boom. Didn't feel that good, I actually. Say, I thought it was going to feel way better. <laughs> it fell way flat. Six I don't even know 608's name. He won't even put his name on it. Yeah, uh, if, if, if he had a fun name, you probably could have le- jumped it in there, and it would have sounded a little I was going to ask, sharper. do you feel better? 608 just told the whole Madison area codes to suck it. Again, I just want a little bit of honesty in the conversation. We'll get that next with some pole dancing across ESPN Wisconsin on Scalzo and Bross.